It's time for a snack. Is butter a carb? Are you hungry? Yes, I am. Are you hungry? Yes, I am. Snack time on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Let's go to eat a damn snack. All right, we will, Rex. We will. We will. Hold your horses. Don't tell me what to do. Tell me what to do, Rex Ryan. Uh, All right. Snack time here. Brought to you by Insert Your Business here. Um, Did either of you tune in last night to the big television winner? That, of course, was the Grammys that were taking place last night. Watch any of it? We watched the opening monologue, and that was it. Okay. Scott? I saw bits and pieces of it. That was probably the most of the Grammys I've watched in 25 years. Probably. Well, well, you're in the same boat as a lot of people. Because the Grammy Awards recorded their biggest TV audience in four years on Sunday, posting big ratings improvement over the 2023 ceremony. The CBS telecast, which saw Taylor Swift take home Album of the Year honors best pop vocal album by the way album of the year was her fourth award uh drew 17 million viewers based on time zone adjusted fast national ratings that's the biggest tune in for the grammy since 2020 the last one held before the covid 19 pandemic up 34 percent year to year rising from 12.5 million viewers in 2023 so uh this is not factoring in the live streams of it on paramount plus either so a big night for Le Grammys last night. Uh, I think I finally started to take notice a little bit when I saw everyone freaking out about this. Bring down the music and bring up my internet, Scott. But don't for, do it for the first time in don't a while. Don't do it. We had the return of Tracy Chapman last night. First time in, uh, I believe, well over a decade that she's performed live anywhere. And she was on the stage with, who's the guy that she does the song with? Luke Combs. Yeah, Luke Combs. Uh, But yeah, Tracy Chapman was uh, kind of uh, a big hit last night with singing Fast Car on stage with uh, uh, Luke Combs. Is it, it is was, now number one on iTunes. Was that what you were worried about I was going to play? Yes. <laughs> okay. So it was at least cool to see her. I thought yeah, she was good. Yeah, like, it's not anything against her. It's just that that song got it, played so much. Yeah, it's radio's fault. It's oh, radio, radio's to blame brutal. for the burnout that happens in songs like that. Uh, yes, as Scott is correct. Ray stuffed iTunes, iTunes charts after she sang her hit from 1988 on the Grammys. Uh, it hit number one on the iTunes top chart 36 years after it was released on Chapman's debut album. Uh, Tracy Chapman, when it's your debut album. I'll have to look up. I, I saved the numbers the other day on how many spins that it takes on the individual platforms to you to, for you to earn $1,000. And it is, it's a lot. It is <laughs> shocking. Shocking. How many plays and downloads it takes for you to make some money on those uh the other big story from last night was uh oh no i just accidentally hit the (laughs) i just closed out on it was something that happened at the uh, hands of one of my favorites it was the acceptance speech by miley cyrus 
uh, because she won for record of the year, which is different from album of the year because record is basically for a the single. But she won for flowers. Uh, Scott, you still got my internet up? It was this moment in the congratulatory speech there from Miley Cyrus. Thank you all so much. I don't think I forgot anyone, but I might have forgotten underwear. Bye. Yeah. Thank you all so much. Yeah, letting everyone know there on stage that she had probably forgotten underwear. Best tweet of the night that I saw, which I tend to agree with, Miley Cyrus can put her cigarette out on me anytime that she wants. <laughs> Referencing Pete Blackburn, huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what a great tweet that was. I'm still laughing at that from reading that last night. <laughs> Uh, okay, one other bit of news that came down yesterday that was big because it was anti what we heard from a few weeks ago, which was we were led to believe that FIFA was getting ready to announce that Dallas was going to be your home for the World Cup championship yeah, the match, the final. It was out there. And we were waiting. It was supposed to be a foregone conclusion. Then we get to the announcement yesterday, and that is not the case. Uh, the World Cup finale will instead be headed to MetLife Stadium on July 19th, 2026. Uh, opening match will be on June 11th, 2026 in Mexico City. The U.S. men's national team will play a day later at SoFi Stadium on June 12th, 2026. Uh, so Dallas does not get the final. But here's the good news that if you are a football fan in this region... Dallas does get a semifinal. They get a round of 16. They get two rounds of 32. And they get one, two, three, four, five, five group stage games for a total of nine matches in Dallas. So, yeah, you miss out on the final, which everyone wants. But, hey, man, nine different opportunities to go to games. That's still pretty sweet. Uh, here's the other big news coming out of that that came down today and uh, – I believe this was the Dallas Morning News that had this story. That uh, <laughs> when the World Cup lands in Texas, thousands of fans will not crowd into AT&T Stadium or Cowboy Stadium or Jerry World. Uh, they will instead cram into Dallas Stadium. So yes, during the World Cup, AT&T Stadium will be renamed Dallas Stadium to comply with FIFA regulations that prohibit corporate sponsors from representing host venues. But AT&T Stadium is not in Dallas. It's in Arlington. Smack dab in the middle of Dallas and Fort Worth. And, oh yeah, it's the running joke here. All Arlington has done is passed every bond measurement ever in order to have big events in that stadium there. And they're not even going to refer to it as Arlington Stadium. Uh, they're not the only venue preparing for a name change. It won't be MetLife at all. It'll be New York, New Jersey Stadium. If you have a corporate deal on the outside of the stadium and you don't pay FIFA, they don't refer to your corporate name as a stadium. And as far as I know, they will not be showing any outdoor shots with the logos on the side of the stadium unless those logos are covered up or removed. Which there's talk that Dallas may actually remove the giant AT&T logo from the top of the stadium when they host World Cup games. How crazy is that? That is insane. So, yes, that was the big news yesterday. All right, uh, let's get to uh, items today, important items on this date in history, because we got to go quickly. Uh, 1983, Africa by Toto became the number one song in America. Is everyone 
down with Toto, Africa? Come on, man. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's a jam. I think I think that's better than Rosanna. You know, the Weezer version was pretty good too, I'm not gonna lie. And that covers album that they had. Uh, let's see. Singles released on this date, 1986. Kiss from Prince. Number one song in America from April 19th through May 2nd. Andre the Giant beat Hulk Hogan to win the WWF Heavyweight Championship belt on Saturday night's main event because the Million Dollar Man bribed the referee to falsely pin Hulk Hogan. I remember He this. kicked out. He kicked out and still awarded the strap to Andre the Giant. Michael Jordan did his signature dunk from the free throw line on this date in 1988. Actually inspired the Air Jordan shoe logo. Uh, let's see here. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar became the first NBA player to score 38,000 points on this date in 1989. 1991, Howard Stern kisses New York Giant Leonard Marshall's ass over a bet. Stern lost, claiming the Giants would lose the Super Bowl. Uh, let's see here. A couple of Super Bowls, including Pittsburgh winning its fifth Super Bowl on this date in 2006. And in 2011 in Indianapolis, the Giants beat Tom Brady and the Patriots in a comeback with a last-minute score to beat New England 21-17. to And Tom Brady in 2017, 28-3. one of the greatest comebacks ever, 28-3 to on this date in 2017. And that Steelers-Seahawks Super Bowl was a dud. Yes, it was. Uh, birthdays on this date, but no longer with us. Hank Aaron, February 5th, 1934. Stuart Damon, February 5th, 1937. You might remember him from General Hospital. Dying on this date, Kirk Douglas, February 5th, 2020. The, uh, the f- father of Michael Douglas. Uh, all right. Birthdays. Daryl Waltrip celebrates a birthday today. Uh, let's see. Michael Mann, director of Manhunter. Nolan Bushnell, the businessman and creator of Chuck E. Cheese, celebrates a birthday today. Born on the state in 1943. I salute you, sir. Even for the beer that you would serve back in the day. Uh, Christopher Guest from The Princess Bride, 1948. Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, 1962. Duff McKagan, bassist from Guns N' Roses. Uh, Roberto Alomar celebrates a birthday, as does Bobby Brown, singer. Tim Meadows turns 63. Chris Parnell, 57. Sarah Evans, 53. Laura Linney, big fan, turns 60. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin turns 33. Dirk Cutter, former OSU coach for about, what, two hours, Turns 65 today. Mark Turgeon turns 59. John Bayline is 71. Ronaldo turns 39 today, Cristiano. And Neymar turns 32, even though he's all fat now. I don't know if you guys have seen pictures of Neymar lately. He's been stung by a bee or something. I, I don't know. He looks terrible after his injury. And that will do it for your snack on this day, February 5th. 2024. Take a time out. John Holcomb is in studio next year on the Blitz 1170.